sometimes maybe just sometimes it is important that we look back at our lives to see how God has led us and to where we are on today's episode I sit down with my friend and he shares a story incredible journey of how God has led him every step of the way His name is Katleho Kubwane, or you can just call him Kat. He shares this powerful, gripping story of how God led him, though he didn't specifically know it at the time until now. Hi. And welcome to The Deep Podcast, a Bible-based show to bring deliverance through real-life experiences, to bring enlightened of biblical topics, and to evangelize the people for the kingdom of God. Our greatest desire is that you will be inspired, encouraged, and develop a love for God and His Word. the show. My name's um, Kadraho, aka Kat, um, and I grew up in uh, in Botswana. And um, it was uh, so my experience going through um, growing up in Botswana was uh, quite an interesting one, actually. My um, father passed away when I was three years old, turning four. Um, in a car accident um, so at the time um, my mum was left a single mum and she's raising me and from an early age I remember turning to um, books and because um, my mum had a really big library of books because uh, my dad was quite an avid reader so I'd read a lot of books on a lot of different subjects so I had a really curious mind uh, from a young age so I'd, I'd often like to spend time reading books and as a result of that and I believe a gift that God has given me um, to be able to understand what I read. I started doing really well at school, um, and um, I remember early on in my in my life, um, as far back as I can remember, before my father passed away. You know, life was quite good. We were living it up. Uh, you know, young successful couple. Uh, kid was going to a private school, which is quite a big thing in Africa at the time mm. quite a really expensive private school as well um, when my father passed away he was um, a, uh, a chem- um, an engineer an electrical engineer when my father passed away um, obviously the family went back to a single parent um, income and all of a sudden all those spontaneous trips that we used to do um, the really nice school all of that just stopped abruptly um, mm. and so I remember having to change schools as a kid, you know, in the third grade, um, change it to a lower, uh, sort of a lower, well, a less expensive school, let me put it at that. Um, and eventually going on later on to, you know, a government school where you basically pay no fees. Um, yeah. So so that transition, um, throughout that, I just try to keep my focus in terms of my education. And I'd often use that as a, an escape from a lot of the stresses that were taking place around me. Um, so 
I would say, you know, having gone through um, all those different life changes at such a young age um, really helped me deal and learn to deal with change in my life, mm. which later on would play quite a big impact as I um, ended up moving to the UK. Um, but having to learn to adjust and, uh, you know, I remember what Paul said about learning to be content. Um, right. Uh, in, in he's learned how he learned to abound and to not abound. Um, I can quite relate to that um, as well, having grown up um, in bots. But I think um, the fact that I was quite inclined to academics um, really shielded me for, from a lot of things growing up because a lot of my peers um, were engaged in a lot of different, how can I say it, but vices. Uh, okay. <laughs> to put okay. it like okay. uh, which I was always like, like a nerd you know those those kids that always like you know not really doing hanging with the cool kids kind of a kind of a, I was always like, like not really doing a bit mischief yes yeah um, okay. so yeah um, so one of the most interesting experiences was when I was doing my GCSEs and then my GCSEs I lived a, a bit, I lived about um, 30 k's which is maybe 18 miles um, mm. off from the city centre um, but we had a bus from where I lived that moved it that um, travelled into the city centre um, and it, it took about it's a really old bus so it took about an hour uh, to wow. get into the city centre um, but coming back traffic was mad because around the time we would come back it was around like 5.30 about 5 um, that's when we knock off school and that's when you know, commuters are moving back, uh, traveling out from the city center outside as well. So there's a lot of traffic. So, you know, coming back, um, the return journey was like two hours or something like that. Uh, so I remember having to wake up at like, um, my routine was this. So I wake up at 2 a.m., study for three hours until 5 a.m., um, you know, get the hot water going, take a quick bath, um, make it to the bus um, for. It left at six, I think, five th- for five thirty actually. Yeah, it left at five thirty, and then travel from where I lived into the city. Um, obviously, goes GCSEs, goes school the whole day, and then travel back. And I remember during Fridays, like it was packed uh, when traveling. Um. So um, I'd often get home for like eight p.m. sort of time, and I'd be exhausted. So I just do my thing and then go to bed at like ten. Um, wake up at two, rinse and repeat. Um, so this is my routine. I got like probably like four hours of sleep um, almost every day. Um, wow. And the reason I was so driven to do this was that uh, the Botswana government had this initiative where um, if you get six eight stars or more in your GCSEs, um, they sponsor you to uh, essentially study where you want to study in the world, wherever that is. So you pick and choose. So you're saying that you can go anywhere in the world and these guys will pay for you? So these guys are saying that you can go literally anywhere in the world. I've got friends in Australia, I've got friends in the USA, I've got friends in Japan, I've got friends in Russia. Yeah. Why would you choose England? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's that's an interesting one. Um, well, first of all, because... Actually, one of the A-level colleges, um, one of the best A-level colleges apparently in the UK, uh, is Cardiff Sixth Form College. And they happened to come to our um, our school 
and sort of give us a breakdown of how it would be like to study with them and um you know the living environment and what we could expect and stuff like that so mm. i remember early on being sort of drawn to that because um that's sort of the first um when you when i thought of studying abroad that's the first thing that came to mind because they came to us and gave okay. us sort of a okay. first experience kind of a thing of what it would be like so yeah um okay. makes sense so I think that's why I chose English. <laughs> um, I definitely would. I, I definitely remember not tr- not trying to go Australia because I'm thinking about all these bugs and roaches. I've got a fear of roaches, and they've got some big right. roaches over there. The same <laughs> in Australia, you can die. Anything can kill you in Australia. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not trying to have that. Um, so I thought, yeah, why not? Why not England? Why not England? Um, so I remember that given me a lot of motivation to sort of study more and you know get these A stars that the government required and obviously um six A stars doesn't sound like much in the UK but back home it's quite difficult because I went to government school myself and resources are limited um oftentimes you don't finish the syllabus before exams um there's like 40 students packed into a school into a little class I mean um so obviously the te- student teacher ratio isn't the best so mm-hmm. once you get those A stars, like it really it really sets you apart. Um, so I remember early on in in my experience uh, with GCSEs, this was sort of my end result, my my target. That was that was what I was aiming towards. And so um, I started on a journey, and um, come exam time, I wrote my exams. And you know how in your mind you budget for certain for certain grades from certain uh, subjects. So you're like you know this in biology that in maths you know that in statistics that, that in the next yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah in my mind uh the idea at least ideally the way i saw things going was that um i had seven eight stars so that's well above six right that's that's like mm-hmm. uh, even more than i needed and i was like okay this is mm. seven eight stars um the ones that weren't a stars were uh design technology because i'm not really good at drawing um and Setswana. Uh, my native language which if anyone knows studying your native language is never as easy as you think <laughs> it's never, yeah it's true it's true <laughs> you know interesting you say that because when i was yeah. studying french you know i did french mm-hmm. with UCSC as well yeah and everybody kind of looked at me expecting me to get an a star, a star. but people who didn't even speak the language got a better grade than i did yeah yeah uh, so yeah. I definitely <laughs> you can't relate. I can definitely relate to that. It's not easy. It's not easy. So no, I was like, you know, yeah, yeah, that's definitely not going to be a new start. So allow it. Um, so what then happened? Uh, after I sent my exams, this is in so it's October, November, 2013. Um, so the way it worked in bots um, is that <laughs> when you write the local GCSEs, you know, there's no scheduled release date for the results. You know. Um, there's no usually if you write your IGs um, you know you're given a date on this date your results are coming up the way it works in bots is that all we knew is that it's going to be early in the next year so I wrote my exams in October November so I was thinking okay so what we knew is that maybe you know late Jan early Feb maybe March somewhere there somewhere in that time period that's when they released exams Um, and so what we did was we always kept an eye um, on the TV on air out for for the for the radio Mm. when they announce so what they do is they announce oh results are out and then you go search up your results and then you get your grades um, mm. so come late Jan um, come late Jan people start getting anxious because you know you th- you, it's like class coming you know it's soon but you don't know when 
<laughs> oh, oh, you see signs of the times. So, you see what happens. <laughs> you see You're what feeling happens. it. Yeah, so, GCSEs are the last results to get released. But before that, there's um, there's a seventh grade uh, release. And then after that is, um, I think, year, year nine release. Um, there's, there's a national year nine exam. And then after that is GCSEs. So, once you get past year seven exams, you know, okay, it's getting closer. Once you get past year nine wow. exams, you know, getting really close. Yeah, know, once you get past year nine, <laughs> you know you're living in the end days. Time is almost up. Time is almost up. Probation's closing. Yeah. Yeah. Stress. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's me waiting for waiting for those results to come out. Um, and I remember when they came out, um, boom, boom, boom on the radio. Oh, results are out. Ooh, everyone's stressing, you know, trying to get their um, the results. Um, so I looked up mine. Mm. I keep in mind, I had this in my mind seven, seven A stars, easy peasy. Um, so looking at my um, my results. So what they do is when they release your results, as you load the web page, um, your highest grades are seen first. So if you got like say five A's, three B's, and a C or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, First, you see all the A's that you have, and then the B's, and then the C's. So, in a sense, once you count all your A's and you see a B, there's no other A that's coming up for that. You know, that's all your okay. A's. Yeah. Okay. So, I look, I open my results. Uh, I was on my own. Tumblr, check it. Um, okay, so, see, A's are one, two, three, How did that manage? Very How's that? You've just spent a whole year, you know, working <laughs> to get this thing. You literally you've sacrificed. I don't know what you sacrificed. Yeah. But time, energy. The whole lot. That's just the basics, man. The whole mm. lot. Mm. And mm. you come to this day where you had in your mind you had said, man, seven. Mm. You know, you have set yourself a target. You're thinking, mm. you know, if you pretty much be easy, and the results mm. they come and you, you one off. How did you deal with that? Wait, bro. Um, okay, so overall the results were... Um, uh, I actually didn't say it properly, but after the A stars was two A's and then um, a B and a C. So that's overall my results were five A stars, two A's, a B and a C. Right. Um, and... Um, you know when... Your hopes and dreams are built up on just one thing um mm. on that one thing coming to just like that last piece of the puzzle and you're thinking just mm, you know if i just get this you know my life is set but that's the mm. kind of feeling where it's just like you're building up a house of cards and then you slip up and put one wrong and then the whole thing just comes coming down yeah yeah all the plans that i thought i had you know help out my family um you know make a good living for myself um yeah it's just it's, it's demotivating because there's also pressure from the people around you as well because you know when you, as you do well and you're in, in whatever um your studies people start 
thinking that you know they start having these expectations that oh you know cat's gonna get this and cat's gonna get that you know mm-hmm. and that pressure and that sort of embarrassment that comes with saying oh you know i didn't really make it you know from your friends and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah there's a lot of things at the same time i remember actually um one of the a's i got was in chemistry um and funny story with chemistry is that um i i, I was i was so good at chemistry that uh, we, we had this thing for prize giving um, uh, in my GCSE years uh-huh. so what they did was that the best student in chemistry for the year would get a prize um, and that was me <laughs> and <laughs> some of the people I actually started um, tutoring some people and some of the people I tutored got A stars in chemistry and I got an A wow <laughs> so I'm thinking what you know what are they going to think you know <laughs> the, the, the students have become better than the teacher basically <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like what you know um, so anyway so long story short it was just um really painful experience because um i felt disappointed i felt hurt um i felt confused didn't know what to do next um because that's i did, just didn't see myself um studying in bots for some reason um so that that was the experience and i remember after that um thinking okay you know what yeah i'm gonna try remark um a couple of these papers and let's see you know maybe you know that a that i got in chemistry you know was close enough to an A star that if it's remarked, they might just switch over or something like that. Yeah. You know? um, mm. And I remember the C that I got was in was in English, and I was thinking, right, you know, didn't think my English was that bad, you know, um, you know. So I'm thinking, oof, wait, um, let's try remark that as well. You know, maybe I can get a B, you know, just just to improve on that English that English mark because mm. um, a C a C looks kind of bad still. Um, mm. So, so yeah, so we. My mom and I, uh, you know, have to pay remark fees, and so the remark, um, the remark takes about, say, I think three weeks to a month, uh, and then you find out your results. Um, incidentally, as well, one of my closest friends, um, we were in the same, the same uh, GCSE school, and he got five, uh, five A stars as well. Um, so wow. we remarked, uh, we just had to remark together, sort of a thing. Because uh, he got an A in maths, and he was really good at maths, so we're thinking, yeah, you know, that, that maths definitely going to switch over to an A star somehow. Um, so come um, remark results, we have to go to the examination console, me and my friend, um, and find out for ourselves what the results of the remark are. Um, obviously, we're both on the edge, five A stars each. Um, ideal situation is that, you know, he gets his A star in maths, I get mine in chemistry, boom, we're set. Right. Um, so we get to the examination console, um, told to wait for a little bit. Our names are called, we're called uh, initially called us separately, but like, we're, we're, and then we said to them that we were together, we're friends, uh, so we want to get these at the same time. So we go together. Um, they give us our, um, our revised marks um, in an envelope, um, so it's like we had to open it ourselves. Um, and then, you know, can't come in the A stars you got basically. Uh, and if, yeah. if your results changed or not, you find out there. Um, so I remember he got his envelope, I got mine. Uh, and then... And this was like the moment where the truth was going to be revealed. This is, this is, this is Christ's second coming. This is, you know, those who are coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those who are, those who are, you know, um, going with Christ are going with Christ. Those who, you know, are, are not saved are not saved. It's final. Mm. So um, you've obviously got a remark, you've paid money. Mm. After this point, 
there's basically no other option. This is it. Yeah. This Whatever's is it. in that envelope, that's what you're walking away with. That's basically, it. 100%. 100%. Um, so this, everything's on the line. Uh, so mm-hmm. here we are. Um, and I take a little prayer and I rip open the envelope. Sometimes, just sometimes, when we have built up stand up expectation of ourselves, sometimes God has to literally change the whole trajectory of our lives to what you wanted to get to, the things that you had hoped to get you to the other side. But sometimes God is like, dude, I need you to take this other side, this other way. This is the best way. Now, how do you deal with that? What's going through your head? What's going through your mind? And when we come back, we just explore deeper into what was going to happen next. So here I am, about to open up this this envelope, about to find out, you know, my fate basically. And before I get there, really, um, I remember of my um, my remark and getting the results back. Um, I took some time out. I remember just going outside, um, just to pray, just to pray to God, and just lay my heart before Him and just tell Him, you know. This is what this is what I plan for my life. Um, I don't know what you plan for my life, but you know, um, he did say that thing in your name it shall be done, and um, I just need you to come through for me. You know, when you start bargaining with God, um, but um, that's okay because He says, "Come, let us reason together." In Isaiah one eighteen, so I'm reasoning with God, and I'm like, "It's your will." Um, can you give me a sign? You know, um, can you give me a sign. Um, and I was like, you know what, yeah, um, end of the day, but your will be done. Uh, but if it's your will, give me a sign, you know, put me at ease. And so, um, as soon as I said, amen, I kid you not, the sky was blue, you know, a cloud in the sky. Mm. I heard thunder. Mm, mm, thunder. Mm. And for me, that was big, because that's how I knew, like, um, God had answered my prayer. And so I always had this faith within me that even when I went to open that envelope, um, you know, some way, somehow God was going to come through. I didn't know how, mm-hmm. but I just, I just knew he'd answer my prayer. Um, and um, so here I am opening the envelope. Um, and lo and behold, one, two, three, four, five, six. Wow. And so I'm thinking, oh my goodness, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. But at the same time, my friend opens his envelope. One, two, three, four, five. And that's it. Oh. His results hadn't changed. Mm. 
Um, and so it was a bittersweet. It was really bittersweet because mm. here I am, you know, I've made it, so to speak. My friend hasn't. Mm. Um, and it was a trying experience because how do you, how are you happy when your friend's in, in, yeah, in disappointment? Um, and it was a difficult one. Um, but God is good because some way, somehow, he managed to work it out so that my friend could come along. Okay, okay. Um, but he came later on, two years after I I, um, I, I left for the UK. But that's mm. not even the beginning of this testimony because I thought, in my mind, you know, it's, it's, it's when... Because I thought I was really good at chemistry and so my grades at chemistry would take me through. Right. But I believe that God was trying to trying to teach me something here. Because the way he did it, because when God moves, he wants he wants you to see that it's him that's moving. Um, you know, I'm reminded of um when uh you know those those men had to be trimmed down based on how they drank water from the river. And mm. Gideon's uh, men. Exactly. Um Gideon was left with three hundred, um, such that Israel wouldn't get the glory when they got the victory, you know, mm. and stuff like this is where God wants to move to show you that this is me working. Thinking of Daniel, mm. you know, if he wasn't mm. the lions then on his own, obviously that like, those lions would have ripped him up. But God is trying to prove a point that I'm the one who's moving. Look at the Israelites, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. At each point in time, he when God wants to show you that he's moving in your life, he'll do it in such a way that it's plain, right? And so I thought, you know, I'm good at chemistry. This is what's going to happen. I'll tell you what, chemistry came back and it was an A. It's still, it's still the same grade. The grade that moved to an A star was actually the C I got in English. It moved from wow. a C to an A star. And so chemistry jumped, not even to a B, not even to an A, but two grades so chemistry to an A star so so English um, jumped two grades English yes okay so English from a C to an A to star an a. that's yeah. like what three grades up that's like it's crazy you know wow. um and so okay what one might say okay okay um okay okay sure that was God moving okay yeah but you know maybe there was an error in where they enter the grades, I don't know, right? Um, mm. But God went a step further <laughs> wow. to show that it's Him. The C that moved to an A star also happened to be out of 37,000 students that wrote their GCSEs that year, out of 37,000, it happened to be the best grade in the whole country. So that A star wow. actually got a prize in the presence of the president of the country. There was a whole ceremony um, where that grade in English was the best in the country. Not only that, <laughs> God moved in such a way that my overall grades as aggregate, right, mm. were within the top 10 best students in the country. Wow. But God really moved in such a way that it's clear that it was mm. him and that he mm. answers prayers. I feel like he was trying to show me that you need to depend on me and not yourself. Right. So that happened. Um, the reward ceremony happened in 2014, same year that I came. Um, I came, I flew out to the UK. Um, I flew out to the UK um, and 
I, uh, I, I remember it was my first flight ever, um, you know, from Bots to South Africa, South Africa, 11 hours, 11 and a half hours to the UK. <laughs> yeah. 11 hours. I mean, that's a long trip that's for a young man. No, at this yeah. point, you're what, 18? At this point, I'm 17. You're still 17. So, yeah. you know, but Africa, just yeah. underneath the equator. Yeah. Um, very hot, very humid, yeah. you know, lovely weather, blue skies all the time. Yeah. And, you know, you left that behind and now you come into the UK, you know, cold, cloudy. What was the transition? Because... I've seen some pictures from Botswana. Yeah. Uh, very beautiful. And it's a, quite a small country as well. There's not a lot of, you know, a lot of people from that country. Yeah. But you've just this, left this little place, beautiful, yeah. amazing place. Mm. And you've gone all the way, the other side of the world, by yourself. You know, um, you know, it's a good thing that you spoke English because some people just <laughs> come arriving and have a word of it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, totally foreign land, essentially. Yeah. Um, what was our first time when, you, you know, First time on a plane. Yeah. First time eating plane food. And yeah. then, you know, the plane lands and you get your bags, you get off the plane and you're coming down. What was that experience like? Uh, you know, what was that all the, all the whole encounter? Um, I mean, it must have been quite dramatic. Listen, <laughs> we were doing the most. Because <laughs> I, I traveled with a couple of my friends as well from Butts um, on the same scholarship. Um, and we were out here with those kids taking selfies everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, first time doing it, um, leaving Africa fresh up the boat, so to speak, <laughs> you know. Uh, right. And so everyone's gassed. But I get to the UK, I remember, um, Laddie Heathrow, step by side, it's raining. I think it's rough. Is this, is this what it's like? Okay, cool. But then again, at the same time, I was thinking, okay, you know, in bots. Um, rain is such a valuable thing in bots because you know even our flag, the blue in our flag represents rain, um, and our currency, the pula, uh, directly translates to rain in English, because uh, that's how mm. we value it. You know, rain's a scarce commodity in bots because um, you know it's bots like forty percent desert, uh, covered uh, part of the western side of bots is covered by the um, Kalahari Desert, so. Mm. I remember getting to the UK. I'm like, okay, this must be a good omen then, because you know, back home, boxes, I mean, rain is like, you know, um, a blessing. So, um, mm. but yeah, I'm looking around, grey skies. You know, I remember um, the because I went to do my A levels in Brighton, and um, the A level college that I I studied at sent a driver to pick me up from the airport, and this guy, cab driver, yeah, taxi driving a Mercedes Benz. I'm thinking, wait a minute, this, this that's not how it works in Bucks, you know. Mm. <laughs> in Bucks, Mercedes Benz is exclusive to the big border type people, you know. Um here mm, I am mm. in a taxi <laughs> as a, you know as um the change of scenery. It definitely changed the scenery. Um but fortunately um the college I went to was an international student college. Uh, so a lot of people around me were in the same environment, um same sort of young people in a new country, away from the parents, you know, same struggle, same. So we could relate and help each other out. Um, right. And I remember actually um, during this, this first two years in, in the UK, um, mm-hmm. I wasn't really going to church. And the reason behind that was that growing up, 
Uh, my mum got involved in a car accident when, because I was raised seven day Adventist. Uh, my mum was SD as well. Um, but around '09, my mum got involved in a car accident, and it was the only car we had, and it uh, was a write off. She was alright, but the car was a write off. Um, and the place we lived was a bit far um, from the local church, such that, um, uh-huh. you know, essentially you needed a car to get there. Walking, you get there easy with a car, but walking was a bit long, especially in winter, because it gets really cold in winter. And so we got into the habit of, um, you know, observing the Sabbath from home. Uh, so we just switch on 3ABN, switch on that, um, and then just, you know, have Sabbath from home. And we got into that habit, because um, mum didn't have a car for quite a while after that. Um, so come to the UK, I, I kept the habit with me. Um, I just observed the Sabbath from my house, uh, from my room, uh, on 3ABN, um, you know, not do this, not do that. And that, that was it for me. And I really felt like um, the impact of that, because my spirituality um, suffered quite a bit because of that. And I can see really why Paul's always like, you know, forsake not um, the gathering of, together of the brethren. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I can really see um, that I missed out on the benefit of having a church community around me uh, for that support right. system as well. Because um, yeah. keep in mind, you're 17, you got all this newfound freedom, you're no longer bound by your mum's room. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you've got your own income. Well, we got we got a stipend from the government as well. So you can buy what you mm-hmm. want, you can sort of do what you want. There's no authoritative figure in the sense of a parent or guardian or any such thing. Um That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so um so that was the first two years of my life um in, in the UK and Brighton. And then um I uh I remember I applied to so this is this is A levels. Um then AS you apply to different unis. Um I remember A level grades were quite good. And I remember applying to um all these unis, so LSE, UCL, Bath, the whole lot, um, and getting accepted into all of them. Um and at this point in time I, I think I was still I still had that like um pride, I guess. Um if you could say mm-hmm. it, because you know how in AS um you you choose a firm and a Insurance, um, insurance choice, insurance. Yes, yeah. my uh, my firm um, was actually UCL, um, and my insurance was LSE, um, but I did it in such a stupid way that um, the offer that I got from UCL, which was AAA, um, was lower than the offer that I got from LSE, which is ASR AA, which kind of doesn't make sense. You can't make your firm. Um, a lower offer than your insurance because if you don't meet your firm then you're gonna you're not gonna meet your insurance and then you know mm. there goes that maybe clearing I guess so I um I think I still had that I don't know what it was but self confidence I believe um or mm. not depending on God um so I think God had to teach me a lesson there so um my I remember my tutor was like look you can't do that um pick another uni um you know with a lower uh, offer than UCL and put it there so lo and behold. Um, ended up with an offer from Lancaster as well from uh, for AAB. So I put it as my insurance, but I wasn't even thinking in my wildest dreams that I'd, you know, ever go to Lancaster because here I am, I got 90s pretty much in all of my AS level results. Um, you know, mm. I'd have to really mess up <laughs> for me to get um, anything less than A-star, 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 let alone AAB, mm. you know. So... Mm. Um, so I was I was really self confident. Thought you know, yeah, you know, okay, I just put it in there because uh, my tutor says so. Fair enough. 
Um, and then, um, but I remember right at my A2 was off, my A2 exams, and I don't know, something just offered me. Um, my, I don't know if I, my, I, my mind just felt kind of clogged up. I couldn't think as freely. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, just, I don't know what was happening. Um, but end of the day, uh, I ended up missing my UCL offer. Um, and here I was, boom, off to Lancaster, you know, where I thought I'd never go. Um, mm. And I feel like God was really teaching me a lesson in that because um, had I, by my own efforts, got um, to UCL, I would have put the glory um, to myself, I believe. You know, I would have been like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I've always been good at education, you know, learning and getting good results but you know here I was forgetting how God had to deliver me from um the flop that I did in my GCSEs yeah um so yeah so God brought me through to Lancaster and looking back you know you, people always question when God moves in ways that you don't expect him to um or mm-hmm. your life just you know seems to take a path that you didn't see it taken you're thinking what you know I thought this thing was really set up to win like the you couldn't see it failing um but here mm-hmm. here i was um uh in lancaster and honestly i could say that my years in young in, in lancaster were some of the best because that's where i really learned um to depend on god that's how mm. i really learned to have a relationship with god that's why my spirituality grew quite a bit incidentally that's why i got baptized as well um mm. <clears throat> but so um i, I get to lancaster and while initially it was easy making friends um, in my A-level because everyone was on the same footing, and everyone's an international student, you know, same struggles. Yeah. You get here, um, you get to uni and, you know, there's a lot of local students, there's a home students. Um, mm. And so people, you know, they're interested in, okay, where are you from? What's your story? But that's not enough substance to form a friendship. So oftentimes you find yourself alone, um, People can't relate to the struggles you're going through. You're getting homesick. People can't yeah. really relate to that that much. Um, completely new environment. Um, I have a course. It's a step higher. You know, stuff like that. Um, and I remember mm-hmm. having to, you know, I was playing. That's when I started playing football. Made some friends playing football. It's really bad when I right. played. Uh, I decent, to be fair. Um, and um, most importantly, that's where um, I found my church community. Now, the story of how I, mm. I found my church community was quite interesting because um, I remember at this point in time, keep in mind, um, I had this habit in me where I don't, you know, observe the Sabbath at church. I don't go to church. Um, mm. But when I got to uni, I looked up the local church and the only thing I could see was Preston. And that was like, what is it, like um, a half an hour journey by car? I was like, I haven't got a car. Uh, it's an hour journey by bus. I'm not doing that. So I spent the whole first year. In, in, your, in your dorm, in my in, dorm, in your little university <laughs> flat, yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, <laughs> and so I remember praying in 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 second year. I looked up um, SDA church near me again, and this time I saw, you know, a building um, in Lancaster. It wasn't owned by the SDA church, but it said, you know, people go worship there on Saturdays. Um, the Adventist church mm. worship there on Saturdays. So I was like, okay, Lord, you know what? Yeah, um, I feel this conviction to find a church. Um, and so I'm going to ask you <laughs> to find it for me. So I, I, one Sabbath morning, I just, I woke up early, I got on a bus, um, Google Maps, tried to find this place. And 
I tried to find it, I couldn't find it. But the reason was because I was behind, I was on the street that was essentially behind the church. And so because mm-hmm. of the location and the way the church was situated, I couldn't find it. And also keep in mind that there was no SDA signage outside the place. So I couldn't really suss up where it was exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So I remember walking in the morning and I was like, Lord, you know, um, I'm here. I'm trying to find this place. But if you don't show it to me, I'm just going to go back. Um, and so I looked around for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Eventually, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to go back. Um, and then as I was walking back to the bus stop, I see two people smartly dressed walking. And I'm thinking, hmm. wait a minute, you know, quick maths. Only Advent is dressed <laughs> up on the Saturday. Quick maths. <laughs> Only, you know, most likely, you know, these youths dressed up on the Sabbath morning, most likely SDA. So what I did is I followed them yeah. from a distance. There was a guy in a girl further from a distance. Um, and they entered this little, this, this, this building. And so I entered as well, about two minutes later. Turns out it was the local SDA church. Uh, wow. And from then really like... God really grew my spirituality because I spent a lot of time with studying uh, study with Bible, in Bible study with these people. Um, mm. um, the fellowship that we had, um, you know, these, you know, those, 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 um, those debates that you have with your friends. Oh, you know, what's this time? What's this person trying to say? What's that? You know, stuff like that. Um, and I was able to build friendships and my relationship with God as well through this. Um, and like mm. I mentioned, eventually I got baptized um, in the local church there. Um, and honestly, looking back, you know, I'm thinking if I went to London, this might not have happened. I might have just kept to myself, uh, or the influences in London could have messed me up. You know, a lot of things could have gone wrong. Um, cause you mm. know, with the desire to fit in, I might have done some stuff that could have led me away from God. Um, mm. so definitely I could, and, back, well, Lancaster, mm-hmm. Lancaster is right, quite out there, secluded. Yeah. And it's a bit like the Moses wilderness experience. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and you know who knows what well, we don't know what city life would mm. have done to you. Mm. Um, but I guess it is a blessing to see to see how God's <laughs> kind of led you um, in that path. Mm. Um, I was just kind of thinking as well, mm-hmm. how had you know you know growing up not having a dad mm. at a young age, mm. um, how did that affect you growing up? Mm. Um, I think. To a large extent, my mom started to depend on me emotionally a lot more. Um, mm. Because um, obviously her husband had died and um, I was sort of the only person that could understand what she was going through because I'd lost a father as well. Um, and so mm. I had a lot of responsibility emotionally um, from quite a young age. And that sort of... But I didn't have anyone to turn to because my mom was quite emotional. But I didn't have anyone to speak to because keep in mind, like, it was just me. Um, they didn't have any siblings. Mm. Um and so I started to learn to internalize stuff a lot more. Uh, so if I had problems, I'd turn to myself, wouldn't really talk to God about them, or I just solve stuff for myself. I always put the burden on myself to solve whatever was going on, you know? And, okay. and I think that's what God was trying to teach me throughout these years, you know, if that I could depend on him, because uh. if he didn't, if I didn't pray to him, and he didn't come through with my GCSEs, I wouldn't be here. You know, if he didn't come through to sort of mix things up with my A-levels, I wouldn't have grown closer to him in Lancaster. And throughout that process, um, even going to how I got a job, I believe that God was trying to teach me to depend on him and not on myself because I had to unlearn that habit because you can't let God in um, when the heart mm. is full of self. 
and self dependency and self um yeah. yeah just just self um doesn't create room for god um so i think for god as a byproduct of not having a dad and that extra pressure um turning to myself really hindered my walk with, with christ here and um it's interesting that you say that because mm. a lot of young people who kind of you know losing your losing a family member let alone a dad mm. um it's never been something that anybody takes and Mm. Um, you know, when you look back for all of that, for that journey, for that experience, um, you striving for academic excellence and obviously, you know, God working some miracles mm. and you come into the UK and now you're striving and you applying to these uni, you're doing good. And um, how has God, or what is something that you think that was something that stands out to you in that whole life? Mm. Um, um, I'd say um, really the extent to which God wants to be involved in our lives um, because you know um, from a young age uh, I feel like God's always been the father for me that I never had um, he says he's the father to the fatherless and I can see how he moved in different situations in my life to teach me different lessons um, even when I wasn't aware of what was going on um, so mm. what really one of the key things that I got from my experience is the fact that um, through both difficult situations and in good situations, God's always trying to teach you something. He's always trying to refine your character um, to get you to a certain mm. place. Um, and for me, one of those places was baptism, you know, and um, realizing that I needed to surrender completely to God. And, you know, for someone else, it might be something else. Um, but in the end, to lead us to a deeper experience with him, he'll take us through all these different things. And while I had to travel, you know, between continents and, you know, make a complete shift, a complete shift in my life, um, right. someone else's might be, you know, having to deal with family issues. Someone else's might be having to deal with depression, anxiety, and stuff like that, where God teaches you that you can't depend on yourself to fix up how you feel, or you can't depend mm. on yourself to mend your broken relationships with your family. Um, and so one of the things that really comes to mind is that, you know, at each point in time, always look for what God is trying to teach you because he always has our good in, in, in his mind planned out, even though things may not be going the way they are, or even when things are going good, always depend on God and be careful of self, both self-righteousness and self-dependence because um, um, they can really inhibit your relationship with God. And, you know, lastly, Ethan, um, the, uh, um, this whole experience of Lancaster Uni, I, you know, to cut a long story short, I ended up applying for, um, for grad scheme, um, uh, in finance with a certain company. And, you know, uh, as an international student, it's particularly difficult because you're competing with both local students and, you know, for the company to hire you as an international student, you need... Uh, your, your visa sponsored by them um, and through a lot of different um, ways of providence God has really come through such that not only was I able to um, get through the whole process but the company agreed to sponsor my visa um, it just so happens that um, in this particular year that I'm getting hired I'm the only person that they're going to sponsor visas for um, and that's because God 
did it in such a way that when I applied for my summer placement with them, um, when they stopped applying, uh, sponsoring visas, which they have now, um, I was able to be considered um, to be sponsored, even though officially they stopped sponsoring visas. Wow. So essentially, <laughs> you know, they're not supposed to be sponsoring visas for this year, but by God's providence, I'm being sponsored mm. uh, to work with them. And not only that, you know, as a, as a, I was sponsored by my government, um, I needed to obtain a release letter from my government to allow me to to work in the UK. The Home Office requires that. Um, and, you know, this release letter, the sponsorship has been going on since 2009. Um, and in 11 years of, you know, operation, there's only been one release letter that's ever been issued. Mm. Um, and so when I applied to my government and asked, you know, for this release letter, um, I was thinking there's only one that's ever been issued. And God came through in a mighty way as well. And he moved in such a way that they were able, they, re- they gave me the release letter. Um, and so here I am now, um, simply the result of grace, simply the, regard, the result of, of God's mercies. And, and I can't say it's been uh, any effort of my own. Um, while God calls us to obviously work um, and he'll never do for us what we can't do for ourselves. In the best that we can't do for ourselves, we can be sure that because he's promised he will come through. And honestly, that's been the testimony of my life. Um, in that whenever I've been faced with a wall that I can't climb on my mm. own, God's always been there to boost me over that wall. Whenever I've been faced with a situation where, you know, I just simply can't do it on my own or I'm overwhelmed, God's, God's always been there to say, look, I'm here for you. This is the next step. Um, and I believe that this can be experienced of you who's listening. Um, when you're faced with a wall, when you're faced with nowhere to turn to, you can always count on the experience of people in the past who've had walks with God I had to relate to the experience of Moses the Israelites I had to relate to the experience of Daniel and maybe you can relate to my story and say you know cast no special person I'm not I'm not you know a unique individual in that case God loves us equally and if God can do it for Kat God can do it for me too Uh, I don't know what you're facing be it you know financial troubles I don't know if you're facing relationship problems I don't know if you're facing uncertainty with the direction you're taking your life but I know for sure that God has a plan for you and that when you turn to him and submit and say, Lord, I don't have the answers, but you do, he'll be guaranteed to answer you. You've just heard our latest show on the Deep Podcast with your host, Ethan. Stay tuned for our next episode or jump back to a previous episode. Subscribe to our channel on iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor. You can also find us on your favorite social media platform on Instagram and Facebook at The Deep Podcast. So be sure to like, comment, and share. Until next time, this is The Deep Podcast.